All right, all right. Hear ye, hear ye. Casual Couch Hangs, episode three. I'm Clinton. And I'm Mike. We're here. We're back. Yes, we're here to talk about video games, video game culture, and news. We got some exciting news of our own to share we'll start off with. How you been? I haven't seen Clinton in two days, guys. Yeah, it's been like two days. It's been so far. <laughs> uh, I've been fine. I've yeah. been fine. Uh, you know, watching things, playing a couple things, but mm-hmm. uh, yesterday, some real big happened. There's a lot to do. We had a lot to do yesterday. Drop the news. Yeah, so... Guys, we've been running the, the Twitch channel, twitch.tv backslash uh, S underscore I underscore G underscore N sign, if you will. We've been running that for about two months now. So after eight weeks of our Friday casual couch hangs, 7 p.m. get togethers that we've been doing, the minute that ended last Friday, we got an email. I got it from Twitch. We are Twitch affiliate now, guys. Woo, woo, woo. Which is super, beep, beep, super, beep, beep, super, beep, beep, super beep, beep, great. I want to give a huge congratulations to Mike. Aw. Dude. Aw. Great fucking work, yeah. being consistent with this. Yeah, man, it's, it's it is just a start. It's been a good thing. It's been a good thing to throw my life into, you guys. You know, during the pandemic, there's been very little for a lot of us to do. And that was where this all kind of started, and uh, just missing you. You know, like me and Clay yeah, hadn't same. seen each other for a while, and it was just like we have a reason to get together. We can do this and and keep focus on it. And guys, like this podcast, everything started from us just wanting to be around each other again and play games and have it be like somewhat of a normal thing we used to do, right? And and all this has kind of matured from that. So um, very, very proud of that affiliate status. What that means, in case you guys... Yeah, break that down. Because you know what? You'll be educating me a little bit on it more too. So I try. Um, yeah, break it down. So what affiliate means, guys, it's kind of the second stage of being a Twitch member. So you, you can get a Twitch channel right now for free. Anyone can go on Twitch. I urge you guys to do it and then follow us if you'd like. Um, but, you know, when, when you're in that spot, you get your profile and you can just start watching other people play games on Twitch. Now you yourself, once you have the ability to do so, you can also stream and go live. And that's essentially what I started doing. What affiliate is, you have to have some some meteors to hit affiliate. So you have to have over 50 people following you. You have to, I think, stream at least for over eight hours on average. And your average viewership has to be three, at least per. Now, I got a little excited. This is a little tip for you guys. When you first start, don't stream all the time. Don't stream like four or five days in a row if you don't really know what you want your yeah, channel that's, to that's be. That's what I would have been doing. Because that's what I did. I made that mistake early on. So so what you want to do is what we started thinking about, which is me trying to identify games that I want to play. Stick to a schedule. Try not to stream more than three or four days a week if you're going to when you're starting out at first until you can build up a following. But that's what the uh, the casual couch hangs every Friday constituted for us. It gave us a place to pull our resources together to be with each other and try to pull people in to watch us, and that's really what helped us on top of a couple of raids that I've gotten and then me moving to playing Overwatch again. Um, all of those things kind of matter. So once again, you hit affiliate status. What's that mean after you get to that? So once you hit affiliate status, you can properly monetize your stream. So you, and the cool thing about that is, again, it's not just about the money because you're not making a lot of money off the jump. What it is is it gives you guys a new way to interact with us once we become affiliate, you guys then, if you subscribe to us um, monthly, you will get emotes that you can use in your chat. So I already got emotes that are working on. We already created, uh, yesterday I spent some time creating a Casual Couch Hangs badges for you guys. So uh, if you were to join, you get that. And it's just a way, again, uh, to create a deeper sense of community with you guys. It gives you guys a bit more ownership over what we're doing. Because collectively, we're doing this for us, but as much as it's for us... It's about anyone else who comes along on this ride with us and whenever I stream or whenever Clinton and I are together, um, that's really what it's about. So this just gives us other opportunities and avenues to be able to give you guys some entertainment and some content in a world where we don't have a lot going on and we're kind of devoid of it. So that is that. Very, very excited. Very happy. I appreciate uh, anyone who is hearing the stream, but also or sorry, hearing this uh, podcast, but also jumps on the stream. Uh, if you guys do both, you guys are, are VIPs, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. And honestly, Clinton as well. You know, Clinton will give me some props, but it's always really nice to do this. If you don't have to do it alone, and you can do it with someone you care about, For and you sure. enjoy, it makes it a lot easier. Not that that's the theme, but that is something you guys should apply to daily life. For sure, well. for sure. I just... This is really cool to see. Um, I mean, for those who are listening to this and have no background uh, on, on me, which is probably a lot of people... Um, I've been a musician for quite some time now. Um, so I, for, for quite a few years, I've, you know, I've dealt with like, you know, building a thing, 
you know, watching people come to it and like, so it was really cool to like watch my friends now step in and, and, and create these endeavors that are just like built on their own back, you know, and like, it's cool to see, uh, your friends like who are really good at, at, at skills will always use those skills for for a different entity mm-hmm. using skills for themselves now so man shout out to you bro yeah man i appreciate that shout out to you yeah, bro my, my mine and clinton's relationship all started not to get too far out of topic of games but uh we met in working in retail in a mall and both had interest in music and i was mm-hmm. djing at the time and clinton you were you were ghostwriting and, and performing at the time right if yep. i remember correctly yeah, yeah. And my memory serves me correct you started off making money as a ghostwriter with his brother and also performing. So um, we very early on connected over music, over fashion, over that. We First time we hung out, I feel like, if I remember, we played MGA 2K, whatever it was, and we watched an anime and ate pizza, and it was yeah, like, we're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're all good. So from there, so our friendship, our first hang literally was us on a couch eating pizza, watching anime, and playing video games. Um, so it's kind of funny. You look at it over a decade later, um, I didn't I didn't keep with the DJ thing, but you kept with the music thing. But at the same time, uh, I was able to, like you said, apply things that I care about and knowledge. And, and again, a lot of this guys is learning too, like learning on the fly how to use, you know, Streamlabs and Stream Elements. If you guys don't know what that is, those are streaming services, uh, creating overlays for our, our stream and stuff. So it's been really great to be able to go through support Clinton through him because from day one, Clinton would show up to a show that I had if I was DJing. He would pay to get in even if I had him on the list. You Got know? to. Um, and I try to pay that when I could. I mean, he's, now that we're in a different place now, it's good just to be able to meet back up, like I said, and apply both of the things that we really care about and give you guys, again, more content that you can enjoy and be along the ride with us. Because this is very early on, guys. Keep in mind, two months of this thing. So you guys are coming in early on the podcast. You're coming early on the stream. It's only going to get bigger. So, so yeah, big milestone. Uh, congrats to you. Congrats to us. Congrats to y'all. We are here. Casual couch hangs. The podcast, Casual Couch Hangs, the stream every every Friday, every Friday. 7 p.m. Central. Mm-hmm. We can leave you a little link in the information, too, in the podcast, possibly. If yes, not, then it, is. Yeah, it already is. There's a link There's mm-hmm. a link to it in the description. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, let's move on to... The next uh, court of order for us with the, uh, the podcast today, there was another thing that happened yesterday that was pretty exciting. DC Fandom was released, and what that was, if you guys weren't aware, DC decided... Since there isn't a Comic-Con that's happening anytime soon, that they would just devote an entire day to their film, to their comic book information, but also their video game information. Mm -hmm. So, DC dropped two big things on us, and I'll talk about one thing I was kind of disappointed that they didn't drop afterwards. But, number one, they dropped Gotham Knights, which is a new video game from, uh, I think, the Rocksteady crew. It is. Uh, There's two separate crews, but that one's from the Rocksteady crew. Same with us, the Arkham Asylums. Yeah, uh... They're going to be doing that game, and this is now, uh, it starts off, if you guys haven't seen the trailer, it starts off Bruce Wayne basically reaching out to the rest of the Bat family, letting them know that if they are watching this video, he has died. And the, the gameplay then takes you through the, the story trailer. You start to see how it's affecting Red Hood, how it's affecting Nightwing, Robin, and Batwoman. Um, and then it gets into some gameplay elements from there and a couple of different story bits that we'll talk about in a second. But what was your thoughts originally just seeing that trailer since we kind of watched it separately? Yeah, uh, when I first watched it, I thought it was a cool angle to uh, get me excited about something within the wheelhouse of playing basically another Arkham and Silent game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, basically having you not play Batman. I was like, oh, okay, that's really cool. That's really interesting. Um and then uh, going into the, I guess off, off the trailer, I watched the trailer and then I watched some gameplay footage. Yeah, I did the same. So I kind of do one, I, I kind of grade it all into one one in together. Uh, it looks fine. Mm. To me, that's just kind of how I felt about it. It looks fine. Graphically, it looks really cool. Right. Uh, character design is really cool. Yeah, they, did, they if you guys haven't seen it yet, the character models look a little sleeker overall. Mm-hmm. Everyone looks a little bit slimmer than they did in the Gotham series, which was like very kinda, true. Very true. Everyone kind of looked bulky. The costume design in that game was a little bit more superhero-y. Uh, in this game, it feels more current, updated. There's a lot of plate armor on all the all yeah. the, uh, the fighters. But even Batgirl's costume is still like hella comic booky. Yeah, no, it is for sure. They definitely kept yeah, to the color. Yeah, stories. it's a weird like middle plane. That's but a, um, yeah. yeah, it's really yeah, it's cool. Like Art it. direct, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's not off base from Arkham. Yeah, Arkham shit. Um, was this a game that I needed? No. I wasn't really asking for this game. Uh, but 
I feel like by the seeing that it's, it's coming out in 2022, mm-hmm. um, by then I may want it. I do also feel like so that it was too early for them to be showing us yeah, this Yeah, that one's coming out, I think, in 2021. Oh, okay, okay. Ne- I think the next game we're talking about after this is 2022. And that's the Suicide Squad um, one? Suicide okay, we'll talk squad, about that in a second. We'll talk about in a second. But, but this okay, does, this I'll does take, release next year. I'll go, I'll go back on what I say then. Yeah. Great time in the show, what you got. I, by the time it comes out, I may be interested in playing it. Like, I don't know. Eventually, I will play that game. Right, though. right. Um, also to talk about within that game they did in the gameplay trailer after the actual video game trailer uh, confirmed that it is a co-op game so very cool uh, it's going to be a co-op game through and through if you want to play it by yourself you can but if you want to play it with a friend you're more than welcome to um, in the gameplay trailer they did basically spend a lot of time you're, you're playing as Batwoman or Batgirl I guess is, is her name her real name Barbara has always been Batgirl um, but uh, you're playing as Batgirl, and there to assist you on your side, someone else is playing co-op as Robin. Um, Robin's new feature is that, I don't know how they're going to work this in the storyline, me and Clint were talking about this, but he has access to the Justice League, uh, what do you call it, satellite tower in mm-hmm. space, and so he can warp, uh, satellite warp short distances. This, this, from this, to set spot. it up a little better, when you're watching the yeah. uh, trailer, um, you just see Him just Robin there. just like teleport. Mm-hmm. Um, so in my true. head, I was just like, what? what? Yep. <laughs> um, and then if you go on further to watch the gameplay footage, which is a separate video, um, they very, they very like off cuff mentioned that Robin, uh, has gained access to the satellites and he can teleport, uh, which totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. But to, to see how they, how you, how they showed it in the trailer with no context at all, looked real crazy. Um, it seems fine. It seems like a fine concept. It was like when they when they explained, it, I was like, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." Yeah. But then also, you made a point uh, of like, uh, "What was it? How come the rest How of them the rest can? Of them yeah, why don't the rest right. of them just do right. it? Why did Justice League do Robin right and do everyone else dirty? Like if I if I was if I was tagging alongside Robin, I'm Batgirl and I'm I'm using my bat, uh, whatever my bat glider or my my bat propeller. Uh, to get me around, and I see Robin teleporting from roof to roof. I'm like, yo, which is a really weird thing that we're starting to see now, right? Like, because I also noticed this in the Avengers game, like the transversal mm-hmm. uh, of like all these, all these games are like forcing in all these multiple characters, and it's like they all kind of travel at different speeds. Like when you watch, uh, even when they show. Uh, Black Widow. Yes, she basically was like a stiff Spider Man. Oh god, that that, that uh, <laughs> guys, have you seen that gameplay of Avengers when you see her transition from the ground into the air? Literally, there's like two frames of delay before she gets up off the air. It's, it's, it's so rough. Bad. It's rough, guys. It's a rough going going game with that. With the but yeah, but in the uh, the Gotham Knights trailer, when you see uh, Batwoman, there's like that scene with Batwoman and Robin mm-hmm. where he just teleports quick, way quicker to right, the area. Right. That and they're all catching up can. to him. Everybody's behind him like, what just happened? What? So it's like, okay. That is right, funny. Cool. I didn't think about that. Um, so playable characters, they are Red Hood, they're Nightwing, Batgirl, and Robin right now as it stands. Now, uh, we haven't really talked about some of the the enemies in the game. Uh, what looks like your standard street thugs are in the in the trailer. Yeah. And it does look like the people who were thugs in the original Gotham for Anarchy as a character might be in this. So it makes me feel like there might be a possible uh, Anarchy return, who's a oh. who's a character that was more related to Dick Grayson later. So right. Going anyways, so I think you might see Anarchy in it if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, by the he definitely looks like yeah. Right. I think that's a fair um, assessment for sure. Yeah, and then uh, following that, you see a little glimpse of Mr. Freeze. So Victor Freeze is in this. And then the gameplay trailer literally focused on everything to do with Mr. Freeze. Which looked fucking which cool. Which looked really cool. Looked really um, cool. In the, in the little segue for the gameplay, tra- uh, the gameplay trailer, uh, Freeze has unleashed some new weapon that is turning the sky uh, into lightning basically for everywhere. So everything basically looks like California right now, unfortunately. And like... Ice is raining down, and yeah, when she's to stop whipping, him. when she's like whipping through, mm-hmm. you're whipping through on the fucking on the bike through the city, and it's a real open space. All those lightning strikes—it yeah. looks really cool. It yeah, looks it really does. fucking, really fucking ill. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they focused on that gameplay. They get you towards the end of the boss, which is Victor at the end, and they don't let you kind of see what happens. You don't get to beat him. You just get to go through like the first setup. This looks like one of those games where we're gonna have like multi-tiered boss fights. Because you get through the first power bar and then com- something completely mm-hmm. changes and you're at it again. Yeah, yeah, very um, true. So that's how they end that. Now, guys, one other thing I want to talk about 
is if you guys follow comic books at all, the reason I'm really excited about this game, the reason I got totally stoked at the end is something that Clinton had found out but I wasn't aware of. Uh, specifically, the quarter owls show up. So there is a voiceover from a child towards the end, and you they're, they're basically giving you the, the quarter of the owls creed. Um, and if you guys aren't familiar with that, quarter of the owls is a uh, story that was done by Scott Snyder um, not too long ago. Uh, maybe, like, if you really want to think about it, five years ago, six years ago, okay. he started writing Batman, and that was his baby. His pet pod project was the quarter of owls. So this is going to be the first time we get to see anything related to the quarter owls in any other media other than a comic book. Um, and uh, possibly there was a cartoon, but they don't really delve into it. Um, not only that, but Talon is a character that's super cool that's going to be introduced in this too. So, oh yeah, they did bring them up on the bat. On the did you did you watch the Batman? Batman Robin. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the oh, the, no, Batman. the Batman. No. The Batman. It's no. a really good one. It's the Knights game that we talked about. That's the company that dealt with that offshoot Batman game that was like a prequel. You remember that game that had like Bane in it and Joker. And it was a, it was a Batman and Deathstroke was like the big thing it was like him versus Deathstroke and there was that like oh, crazy fight on like freighter yeah um so that game was made by a separate WB company and then the other company was working on Batman's final game okay so this game Suicide Squad is being developed by that company and they've already went on to say that this carries on within the Gotham Arkham series canon. Okay. So Suicide Squad, the reason I'm stoked about that is it's going to carry on, hopefully, what the VR game led you to believe okay. that you were lost and Batman is, is gone. Because um, Batman hasn't even been mentioned in the Suicide Squad game yet. It hasn't been talked about. Okay. So I'm wondering if they're really going to carry off and they're going to have like the gall to actually just be like, no, super, you know, Batman became Joker. Like, like that's that's a thing. Or he, or he's, or he is this in this, in this universe. Okay. Because the Suicide Squad trailer starts off bright city lights. You're kind of like, where are they at? It doesn't make a lot of sense when I'm thinking about Suicide Squad. I'm thinking about like Gotham, always dark. No, yeah, it looks like lights. Fortnite. Right. He, uh, you know, uh, Clinton had mentioned, you know, he mentioned another game we'll talk about later as, yeah, as a lead. I feel in. like I'm watching like. A uh, and you know, you know, we ain't gotta explain the whole thing. Y'all can go watch that shit. Right, right. Um, it just like really to it just looked like a Fortnite skin, very bright, like trailer, but not fully, not fully graphically. It is good. It yes. is good. It's kind of like a hyper. It's sort of like if, if Fortnite got like a hyper like realism like filter yeah yeah i mean it looks like it looks like a Fortnite, uh like the brightness and the color balance or theory of a Fortnite game with the facial recognition technology of like injustice yeah. to character when they faces. show king shark it's like oh this is like Fortnite, right right and then when you <laughs> it's see like a hero shooter right, all day right <laughs> and when you see captain boomerang movie you're like oh that looks like a real person's face yeah like, yeah you know i can see his skin stretching and his like facial yeah. expressions he's like quivering and stuff so, so i don't like super love the 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 t- like the tone but i don't hate it like right. I'm just right, like right. I need to see gameplay. Right, the tone is playful, guys. So it's like yeah. a lot of joking, a the lot of side things. Good. The dialogue's good. The dialogue is really one good. of the things Clinton mentioned. That's a perfect spot on, and I wonder if this carries over in the movie. King Shark in this game is basically Drax of the story. They just basically took Drax's yeah. personality and made King Shark this like really gullible, like straightforward character. Yeah, I haven't read a lot of. Um, I've read a few things with uh, with King Shark in mm. it. In terms of Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. I see more adaptations of him in the animated universe. But like, there's never been an adaptation of him like this. No, like in any not to this level. Yeah, I think he was in uh, episode of Flash, the the TV show. Oh, okay. Him and, okay. Him and Gorilla Grodd had like a fight. Oh, so they went oh, out. They okay. went out that that route with him. And I heard the King Shark looked actually pretty cool. He looked better than Gorilla did because I Gorilla think they, Grodd... I think they did that. Um, they did a. They did a CG breakdown. Yeah, they did a CG breakdown. Yeah, yes, yeah. Corridor yes. Crew broke yeah, it down. Yeah, shout out yeah. to Corridor Crew. Yeah, shout out to Corridor Crew. If you guys are hearing this, if you ever hear this, we appreciate you guys. <laughs> Keep making content. Invite us on your show. Uh, but uh, yeah, so and, and basically King Shark's just kind of like a bro, braggadocio bro kind of character, right? Like he's just, that's what he's always been treated as. It, to me, he just, he seems like more so, he seems like Drax, like Drax, that is just kind of like a brute Thor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like he's kind of like... He showed up in random random other comics. Like I remember specifically a Green Lantern comic that I have that he was just in for one okay. ep- for one issue. Like 
King Shark versus Green Lantern. I just, I just don't get the character. I don't either. I don't know where his stems from or where it originated because I don't see him fighting Aquaman a lot. It's just like, we yeah, it's just stuff. a bad character as far as I'm concerned. Right. But uh, but the lineup, you can tell. So King Shark, we talked a lot about him, but who's the, who's the rest of the team? Uh, there's Deadshot, right? And yep. Boomerang. Deadshot and Boomerang. We only see the four. Yeah, and Harley. Uh, yeah, and Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now... There's going to be more. Yeah, right now we can only confirm four players that are playable at the moment. Um, but yeah, they're they're bannering back and forth. You got Amanda Waller in their ears there. Uh, at yeah. this point, the the scene opens up with Brainiac, by the way, guys. And you're the reason you're covered in sun is because it's Metropolis. So you're in Metropolis now. We're in a new environment. Got Brainiac unleashed in the sky. Suicide Squads are just plugging away at all these different Brainiac clones. Um, and, and which robots. was so I uh, like speaking to that though. How would that tie into your theory of? It being, I mean, I guess it's not your theory. They said it ties in, but like, where where's Brainiac come in? Um, I wonder. I think it's I think it's based on the fact the that Joker becoming Batman. I th- I'm just saying, like, what if they go to Gotham and Batman's taking over? Hmm. Like, what? Because because it says because the name of the the name of the game is Suicide Kills the Justice League. Yeah, for what I the storyline that I know of mm-hmm. that is directly this storyline mm-hmm. is basically Brainiac literally gets control of. All, all, the, right. all the Justice League, but Batman doesn't get under controlled. Um, he like dips off, and he's preparing all the things he has ready for the contingency plans that he mm-hmm. has for everyone. Um, so that's why I assume that. So that was based on the Judas contract. Yeah, where basically they get mad at Batman because they realize that Batman has contingency plans against all of them. Yeah, because yeah, because Brainiac because he yeah, beats yeah. them, he has to yeah. beat them, and then they, they like turn their back on him. What that actually was was based on a comic book where Raza Ghul. So Raza Ghul okay. took those, and Raza Ghul ends up beating Superman. He beats Wonder Woman. He beats Word. Green Lantern, and it's because Raza Ghul knew about the Batcave and came up on all those contingency plans. Oh, okay, where were so. It's called the Judas Contract for that reason. So it's weird they adapted that into the cartoon, right? That you saw. No, a, I've read. A, um, maybe they took it again. No, yeah, they did a Suicide Squad story. Okay. That is literally this. It's, oh, cool. It's with a trailer. Oh, I didn't like, even know that. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, right, yeah. All right. We're learning. So we have. So Waller calls in. All right. So Waller don't know that Batman working on shit. All right. Waller's like, where the fuck is this motherfucker at? Right. So she gets the Suicide okay. Squad together. So then maybe one of two things happens: Batman's truly dead, you know, or. You get play him with the Suicide Squad and help them out, right? As like they're like you know, right? You know, fail safe or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's all. That's all that's in that trailer, guys. Not a lot to, to finish out. And as Superman ends up showing up, blowing up a plane. King Shark makes some passive comment about how he's here to save everybody. Superman ain't on that right now, and he decides to burn this dude with laser vision, which they don't show. They just only show the Suicide members' uh, reactions, and then they realize that the Alpha target they were there to kill is Superman. And so Superman's eyes turn purple, and you basically know that Brainiac's got control of Superman. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you would assume that everyone, yeah, all the other members, are underground from the title. So, that, that makes a good point. But yeah, it's just like it's it's it was cool. It was yeah. a very really really entertaining piece. Uh, I can't let it get me excited about any game because there was no gameplay footage. Exactly. Yeah, you're so right. So far as I'm concerned, that was like a really cool fan made like sh- like short. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm, yeah, I'm just curious what the angle is because to me it's very hero. It's got like it's got a very like Overwatch hero shooter. Vibe. Yeah, you keep saying that, so I'm wondering if you're going to be right. So and, they're, and, they're, and they're trying to make a different game altogether. Yeah, if they're trying to get away from That's what I feel Gotham like it's gameplay, because like why would they take the same engine essentially where you have Robin, Nightwing, Batgirl? Yeah, it's not going to be like it, that. It can't be. That would be terrible. Nah. If I'm playing the same game a year later with just a new coat of paint yeah, on it, and seeing I'd be all upset. those like Brainiac, like in, like there's just so many guys, and there wasn't a fight put up. No, you know it, what I'm saying? Yeah, so it was I'm action, like, they're probably it was just like, gonna flood. You're probably just gonna be able to run through a whole bunch of right, characters, right? Like, right. Um, and how fast, er, how everyone was flowing through the like through the scenes and mm-hmm. shit. It looked real Overwatch. Like, right. um, one of the things that came up, guys. This is me transitioning since that's pretty much all the Suicide Squad stuff we got to talk about. But one of the comparisons is a game that we're going to talk about real quick. Some people were looking at this gameplay trailer, or this not gameplay trailer, but this regular trailer for Suicide Squad and saying that it reminded them of the Sunset Overdrive trailer, which mm-hmm. was an exclusive for Xbox when it originally came out. I think it was made by Sucker Punch. It was Sucker Punch's first game that they did that wasn't a PlayStation game. And then this week it came out that Sucker Punch, uh, their, their uh, IP for Sunset Overdrive was bought back by Sony. 
So Sony now owns the exclusivity to Sunset Overdrive, so there's not going to be uh, a sequel to that game coming out on an Xbox console, which a lot of people say are one of the best Xbox uh, exclusives that it came out. Yeah, I wish I could have tried generation. it. I've never... It just kind of eluded me. Yeah. And now it's not on... Uh... Oh, wait. I wonder if it's... I don't think it's on Game Pass anymore. I think they bought the rights and it probably... That's what um, probably started to come yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I had the chance to play it so many times and I just fucking slept on it. I mean, I heard nothing but good things. Everybody it was looks saying cool. it was great. It um, looks really cool. I remember, I remember traversal was a lot of rail traversal and stuff like yeah, that, and yeah. a lot of running and kinetic energy type. Like, yeah, it looks you know? fucking awesome. So, but, but it was always weird because I had never heard anyone talk about it. Right, I just always kind of saw it. Right, like, yeah, I never, I never talked to anyone about it ever. Yeah. But um, the reason seems exciting, right? The, well, it's exciting, but the reason that's kind of a weird thing for me is out of all the things we always talk about, it's not like a battle or a race, but like, yes, if I, I was Xbox, I definitely wouldn't want an exclusive being bought from my my competitor. And it being just, that was one thing that they could say, like, it would have got people excited. Anyone who was excited mm-hmm. to play another Sunset Overdrive, even though we don't know a lot of people that have played it, it was just critically acclaimed. And the people who liked it, like, talk about it like it was the best game right. that came which, out. Um, which, to me, makes sense for a company to not give a fuck about it because it don't show in the numbers right, that, that right, we right, liked it. Right. <laughs> so, it's, to me, it seems, like, shocking. It may not be a, an overall thing, but it was just, like, a wild thing. I haven't seen, other than Clinton mentioning uh, Rare. You mentioned rare happening for Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't remember rare. Right. I don't remember a company being able to do that. So that was a little bit of, of segue news. And you then... know, I wonder if there's something to be said that seeing that uh, Microsoft pulled rare from Nintendo, they know when it's worth it. You know, because they used that tactic before. Mm-hmm. Maybe they knew it was worth it. Just let that fucking hype. Yeah, go. go back. You know. Yeah, I mean, because the company is more synonymous, anyways, with Sony at that point. You know what I mean? Sucker oh, Punch. Yeah, okay. Because Sucker Punch, literally, that was their first other game they've ever done for another competitor. Okay. That was why it was, like, such a big deal. I was like, oh, like, you know, Sucker Punch has made, like, uh, what was, like, the, the, uh, what was that? The, uh, Thief, their first, like, game. Oh, the Sly. game called Thief? Sly. Oh, Sly Cooper! Yeah, so, oh, Sir, so Sucker Punch they, made Sly. Oh, they used to be Traveler's Tales. Yeah. That's what they used to be. Yeah. Before that. Oh, yeah. okay. So they, they went did, on. They did the Sonic 3D Blast game. Oh, okay. Yeah, I All love, right. that's. Honestly, right. that's like the one Sonic game that I okay. actually like. Yeah, that, so yeah, so, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I so actually they, like they the did Sly, and then after Sly, if I'm not mistaken, they did. Um, what else did they do? Uh, did they do the uh, the Infamous series? Was that Sly? Uh, it was Sucker Punch. Yeah, Sucker Punch did the Infamous series. Yeah, they, they, they so they did that. that, and then from there, you know, they've they've made uh, Spider Man, and they're working on Miles Morales now. So I mean, they're they're good. I don't know if we're ever going to see another inf- Infamous game, but. The fact that they bought the rights to Sunset Overdrive. I don't need another Infamous game. I don't need it either, especially with Spider-Man. I didn't need more than one, to be quite frank. But. I feel like all those Infamous games were just to deliver us a Spider-Man game anyways at this point. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't even like think of it like that now yeah. until you said that. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah. If you really think how about they, it. How they map out cities, it is a lot like Infamous. Mm-hmm. And like the last They know infamous... how to fill spaces. They know how to make a city feel like a right. city. The last, the last Infamous game was a complete um, recreation of Seattle. So it was like right. Oh know. yeah, that's right. So I was like, oh, that was perfect. That was a perfect company to pitch that. Damn. Um, yeah. So I mean, that's that's that little bit of news there. PlayStation Five also released its first tra- like game, not gameplay trailer, but I guess commercial, if you will. And the commercial this week came out. It was just basically focusing on a girl going through an environment and having the sound be something that she's reacting to. And they're basically talking up their their haptic feedback feature. Uh, that's mm-hmm. coming out on their controller. So after that commercial was released, we had other uh, game companies. For instance, Sucker Punch came out and said, in the new Miles Morales game, the haptic feedback on the controller is going to warn you like your spider sense when enemies are coming around you in different ways yeah, so that you can it. feel for where they are in space related to you. Um, we've also had games, I can't remember if it was Deathloop, I think it was, um, saying that if you were, for instance, to shoot your gun in Deathloop with the haptic feedback controller, if you're out of ammo, you're not going to be able to press the trigger down. It's going to react. Oh, I love it. It's going to react. That's the coolest thing to ever. To let you know. So That's it's the like, coolest thing Let's ever. say you're pushing through a handgun clip, and the minute you get to that sixth shot and you're done and you're oh, one on seven, so you can't pull that trigger like you did. So you must automatically remember, all right, I got to reload. Um, I need that. Right. That's You a know perfect. what's funny? It's so funny. Uh, I'm so excited about that fact. But check this. I my Xbox controller, my current controller right now, the left trigger 
jams. Oh, like for real? <laughs> it jams. Uh, so that's like, like I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm about to like get rid of it. And I'm like, oh, but I want this feature. And right, like, right, thing. yeah, you want it to be. A, I want it to be a smart feature. I want it to jam when it tells yeah, me it wants yeah. to jam. Tell me when you want to jam and ruin my gameplay experience. Yeah. Um, don't let me not know. Uh, but it's a great feature. I yeah. think it's so cool. And they they named other things like uh, like uh, it was like spatial movement, um, depth of field. For instance, if you're falling. The controller will gauge how far you are to the ground, and that'll start increasing. Like, so, like, yo, what, at these... point, where? Okay, at let's what talk point? About this. Right, right, right. Let's talk about this. Where does it stop? I don't know. I at don't what know. point? Where are we gonna get to the point where, like, your your controller is just literally going to shock you right. when you take pain? Right. On, like, I mean, like, you know, the Switch has accelerometers in it, you know, and that's their whole thing. Is like, what's uh, that mean? Uh, so essentially, they they can read your motion just by by like moving it. So it oh, knows okay. Where, know where, like it that's knows how you use a Ring Fit game, right? How you right. use a Ring Fit game, or that like that original party game that it came out with, where okay. it was like you were you know you could feel ice in a glass, yeah, and it literally it'll feel like I have a Mario Party. Wow. And one of the Mario Party one of the Mario Party features is like. You can feel this glass, and you can spatially feel the three ice cubes that are in it. No way on the controller. And then another feature is like uh, a mini game where you have to uh, sear a, a cube steak. Yeah. And so you can feel the cube steak on the pan. Are you serious? In front of you, and you flip to try to work it, so you're working with your momentum. So like this is already kind of started with the Switch. Okay. Um, especially if you guys have a Pro controller, you'll definitely feel it with one of those. But it just looks like PlayStation Five is taking it to like the most obscene degree. I'm here right? for it. So that that was featured. They also talked about um their uh their drive. So the the actual PS Five. With backwards compatibility, they said they had tested over 2,000 discs for it. Um, also, what was cool that I didn't realize last time we would we had spoken about kind of features is that a lot of you guys like myself and Clinton probably have an HD drive hooked up to your PlayStation as an extra form of storage. Mm-hmm. So if you guys have an HD drive, you'll be able to take that drive and you'll be able to put it onto the PS5. So whatever game data that you had, it'll recognize that on your storage drive. Oh, cool. You know? I mean, I would expect that. But think about games that you've, like, bought on the store. And you know, like, how that's been from time to time. Nintendo doesn't... Okay, now we're Nintendo, talking. Nintendo now does. we're talking. Okay, yeah, I didn't think yeah, about that. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, games, game, game companies like Nintendo, Xbox, and even PlayStation oh. from, from before, you know, before PlayStation Now was a thing, you would buy a game on a PlayStation 3... And it wouldn't carry over to your PlayStation 4, even though the technology should have been there. Oh. So that game that you had purchased, let's say you want to sell your PS3 yeah. for whatever reason, you don't have access to it anymore. It's not in your library. You can't play it. You don't have it. If you don't have the system, you can't play the game that you bought. So it's technically not yours anymore. By giving up that system, you are essentially giving up hundreds of dollars that you spent on games that you'll never have access to. Whereas in this, in this respect... If you buy it, it's downloaded on your hard drive. You're taking that hard drive and you're just plugging it right into your system. You know what? That's all a system nowadays. If you want me to go to another system, right? Like backwards compatibility is just a fucking must at right, this point. Right. It's just a must. And they didn't release too much other information. So again, I'll I'll take the rest of this with a grain of salt. But they did say that they're working on proprietary uh, like technology that will be uh, emulation process. For their earlier titles, so again, please, guys, PlayStation Two. It's, it's supposed to go all the way back to one. It's supposed to go about all the way back yes. to one. Um, if that happens, yo, that's like my ultimate gaming right. device. Like now, real talk. I mean, if you really want to talk about it, PlayStation kind of knew when they created that PlayStation Classic for as garbage of a console as it is. The classic PlayStation, I own it, guys. It's not something you would you should buy unless you can get it under forty bucks. Um, what it really is is it's a game system that you can make whatever you want it to be. Yeah, because you can mod the shit yeah. out of it. Sony put yeah, no Sony put no parameters over it, guys. Literally from day one, if you buy a USB drive and you can buy and you can find drivers and you can find emulators, you can put them onto this into files, plug it into your PlayStation and it's gonna recognize it. So the idea that they, they knew what they were doing. So to me it means they know the technology's out there. Yeah. And I would think they'd wanna basically just nip that in the butt and that's what they're trying to find a way to, to do that. I so, love it. Again, grain of salt, I don't know how many games, I don't know what games they're gonna decide to release for it, but the idea is that they wanna launch with some kind of concrete information about it being fully backwards compatible. Disc compatible for PlayStation oh. four and then H D games that you bought on the store can be transferred over onto the H D drive. Oh, but no PS two disc. 
Not yet. I don't think it's going to be disc. That's why I'm saying emulated technology. I don't know if it means disc technology. I, I don't know if it means that or if it means that you can play games. Yeah, yeah. For sure. That they, that like, basically, you can buy games for $2 a pop and emulate right. them off the system. So it's going to be one of the two things. Yeah. I don't think which they're is gonna, fine. I'll take. Right. I'll take. Uh, I'll take it. But man. they're it's but they're cool. wanting to do it like the Xbox does, where they want to make sure whatever this technology is that it basically um, performs at the best rate it possibly can, given the new specs, right? So if yeah. we can get everything sixty frames per second, if we get upscaling on pixels, etc., is what they're trying to do. Man, they can just. I feel like I just I, f- I just want to go plead my case to them because right. I just really just want them to accept my damn PlayStation Two disc. Right. Because they got so many goddamn PlayStation Two games that I want. I mean play that that system had more system games now. than any other game, in and the I want to continue buying for it. Right. But I just don't want to have to. PlayStation Two games are also kind of cheap if you go back like more or less now. That's not like the market that's blowing up at the moment. Yeah, so, thank God. So you know, it's like so much cool shit. Right. right. Um, and I just you know, and and I get it. You know, I get it. Just pull the system out, dude. Dust the system off. Yeah. Set it up. But we live in a world now, right? Where we don't, I was about to say, we have a world right now where I don't have room. I, I'd have to create a new space and set up just to have, like, you'd have to buy a separate TV to run your retro systems at this Ugh. point with the way that and the I world is. I don't want to be, at this point in my life, I don't want to be that guy. No, I don't want to either. I don't want to be that guy at this point in my life. Yeah. Later, sure. <laughs> um, like, now, nah, I, I don't want to be the guy who wants TVs for gaming. No. Like, I can't do that. Not yet. Not yet. I don't have a separate room for that. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, but um. So I mean that that all was, in all, I'm, I'm I mean I'm getting a PS5. Yeah, same, same. I'm I, gonna go ahead and do it. Someone, uh, someone in the tw- uh, Twitter, uh, one of my my friends and followers on Twitch, his name's uh, the Fat Juice. Uh, if you see him, he's a good dude. He's very positive, but he had stoked the question of what makes you buy a, a, a system. What is the motivator? And he said, you know, for me. It's typically I need to at least want five games that I know are coming out within the next year for me to buy the system. Hmm. And I'm like, I understand that. But for me right now, I'm looking at PS5 and it's no doubt a day one. And PS2 was a day one purchase for me and I don't regret that. Yeah. The only the only PlayStation game system that I bought, and I didn't get it day one, but I got it like two weeks later, was a PlayStation 3. I bought it from someone on Craigslist for cost with two controllers and two games. And I thought I was getting a steal. And man, I wasn't. <laughs> For that first two years as a PlayStation 3 owner, guys, we suffered. If you guys were PlayStation 3 owners too, heavy. it was heavy. But the heavy version had backwards compatibility with the way to PlayStation. I still got, I still so got my heavy. I had, to, I had to mine, mine, uh, mine took, took, took the shit. Yeah, I mean, out. mine's gonna eventually take the shit. I like, I'd be so, scared to put a disc in. I'm saying. So I haven't even hooked it. That's back what up. happened. My, I lost the but disc. It was guy. working yeah. for a hot minute, yeah, and I, lost I had inherited mine. Okay. Yeah, so shout out guys. If you ever in a in a resale shop uh, or at a GameStop or something like that, and you see that fat old PlayStation Three with the Spider Man Two logo for mm-hmm. some reason back then, they were really in that. Well, all of those thought. aren't backwards compatible. The big one is it? The no, fat one? Not all of them. Really? Yeah, there's a certain model number. I can't okay. think of it off the top of my head, but look okay. up the model number because it's not all of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. So seek out the model number of that version. If you can get that for a decent price, you basically don't need a PlayStation Two or a PlayStation One. Uh, from the jump, every game works on it. So. Woo. That was that was the last of those days for PlayStation. Yeah, and it's and it's up, you know, and it's upscale mm-hmm. with HDMI too. Yep. So yep, yep, hundred um, percent was in the, into that. But PlayStation Four, I feel like I got that day one. I remember going home with it. I got my like little bag that I got with it day one from uh, Blockbuster, or not Blockbuster, Best Buy. And I wasn't upset with the games I played. I mean, obviously there was a, there was some. What did you have at launch? I had Killzone uh, at launch. Okay. I had uh, what else? I had two other games. Um, God, what were they? I don't even remember at this point. It's been so long. I just remember specifically Killzone. Um, I know I didn't get I didn't get like the platformer game. All I all I remember right now is Killzone, guys. My bad. There was some other game. Oh, oh Assassin's Creed, um, Black Flag. Oh, I got that. That was my. I feel about Assassin's Creed. That was the only one I liked. Cause like there was full on ship battles and Can stuff before just, like, before stop. it became a novelty. <laughs> Yeah, they but just like stop. I, I haven't played another one since because I, I got only I like got the my first fill. one. I got my fill of it. You know yeah, I mean? only like the. Fir- I guess I'm also just not a history nut. Mm-hmm. Like I'll just, I rather not have like actual history like time. Oh, right. I feel like I'm playing like, I don't know. It's, yeah, I feel like I feel like I'm playing like Carmen San Diego or right. some shit when I'm playing. 
Like it's Oregon Trail times ten. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, like I don't play that shit. Right. But, uh, the All first right, one cool. I'll cool. die of dysentery. I'll go. I'll leave. <laughs> I mean, the first one was cool. They're cool. After the third one, They're at that fine. point, though, the cool thing about Black Flag, the only thing I will say about that is because I'm not a big history buff, but I was into the lore of like him being in a future world and going back to the past with that company. Yeah, you know what? I didn't get enough future stuff. So in the fourth one. It's first person related when you're not in the game and you're walking through the building and you're talking to the executives and stuff and you're learning. I think I did play about that it. one. So I like, did, yeah, I did so, play that one. So that one was like to me the best because I got to like interact in this world that I never was able to like interact with in yeah, a different cool. way. But after that, I stopped caring. So that was those are the two games. And you know, obviously, PlayStation Four to this day is still one of my favorite systems. Got a lot of games for it. I've had a lot of good experiences. Um, but yeah, man, that was that was. The, the, the gist of the, the, the information. Uh, we also talked about a game, a little update for you guys last week, Deathloop. That got delayed to 2021. That's a PlayStation exclusive. Um, they just said they need more time to work on the, the game itself. Uh, also, the game, that's the same game they're working on, the haptic feedback with the trigger locking up if you run out of ammo. Um, so that got delayed, which is unfortunate, but if it needs to happen, it needs to happen. And then uh, one other game we, we covered... You know, today we watched a trailer about it. I don't remember the name of it, but it's based on the Golden Monkey series. I don't remember. Yeah, it was like myth something. It, it was like Black Myth or something like that, guys. Look it up on IGN. Also, if you guys follow Maximilian, dude, he just posted about it as well. Um, but it's basically a, a new future uh, PlayStation 5, Xbox One release um, that just looked, from a Fidelity's perspective, it looked great. It looked beautiful, but it's in pre-alpha phase. And Clinton and I were then talking about this idea that they sell you of a game looking amazing and kind of under delivering and how we're hesitant to really want to give it in full in. But by the end of the trailer, I was kind of on board with it. I, it kind of, it, it charmed me. It's really beautiful looking. I did see some like judder and some, some frame delay. So it makes me think that the, the, you know, it is an in-game engine that they're working with, but I don't know how much of it is being flubbed and whatnot. Well, so. it's pre alpha. Yes. So yeah. There's no game engine. Yet. Right. You keep they saying that in my head, and I have to remember that. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. guys, it's if you see if you see this thing, it looks like game. Like we're, it looks like yeah, we're watching it, yeah. Game play. It looks like you know? yeah, but yeah, there's no engine yet. Yeah, because there's pre-alpha, so you know they can use light, lighting, different lighting technologies and stuff. So yeah. it's what they're hoping it's going to be. Yeah, which looks fucking really cool. Right. Which looks really fucking cool. Right. But you know they did this with Watch Dogs. They did this with Watch Dogs is so scandalous. The same thing. It so it's the same up. thing. Yeah. It's literally the same scenario. Yeah. They gave the same intro for their shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. they just use different terminology. Like, yeah, it's right. a tech demo. Yeah. Um, but it looks cool. If that's yeah, what hope. it is, I'm just like, I can't like. Just too many times, right? We don't get what they showed us. Uh, Destiny was all also one of them. It, you know they, they sold us on the tech demo yeah like, um, and it was pretty but it wasn't that pretty when it came out yeah you know? and, and, and and that's my issue that's my issue right. the result is never bad right. but it's like y'all didn't have to show me that to sell me on right. this game right like show me the shit when it's ready right you know like now you got me you, you got me uh, to the developers it's like you got me assimilating an opinion about a thing mm-hmm. that your ass ain't even really made yet yeah. And yeah. now I'm left at fault. We also, yeah. So it's we, almost hard to even discuss it. It's almost like, I don't even want to right, talk. Like, because right. it's not, for all intents and purposes, it's not real. You don't know yet, right? It's like selling you on <laughs> the idea it's a of cool the game. Fan. Yeah. It's a cool YouTube video yeah. you have here. But, like, you're not selling me your game because right. your game isn't made yet. And that was, like, the bigger discussion that we got on. Like, I got super excited about it, but then I kind of had to, like, walk back and be like, no, he's right. Like, I got to, like, temper my excitement for this game because we don't know what it's going to look like. We don't know how it's going to end. It is very early in development. Um, but it's from former uh, producers of Tencent and game developers there. So it's got a, a good pedigree of people on it. Yeah. Um, if you guys want to look up the trailer, like I said, search Max Maximilian Dudes uh, YouTube. He's just did a, a trailer about it. And IGN has uh, something about it as well. If you see the Golden Monkey, you'll know the, uh, the game. Um, also, really weird. We'll just touch on it really fast. We watched the trailer for Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War today. And it was, there was no gameplay. No in gameplay. In the trailer whatsoever. It was basically just like... <laughs> like one of those things that people who live in the suburbs are going to freak out about and think is real and like oh yeah they're going to turn up five for months sure. right so essentially it's it's inspired by true events it starts off by saying and the premise is essentially America is slowly turning into Russia and that there's uh, someone in a high level that is 
conveying these messages and controlling everything as if that doesn't pair reality or life imitating art. I mean, it's not the first time he didn't do it. Remember the uh, airport shooting? Oh, (laughs) yeah. Jeez. To me, it's pretty on par for what they do. Right, right. We don't have like a set, set bad guy anymore because, you know, Bin Laden's dead. So we can't be killing Middle Eastern people (laughs) anymore and thinking that it's justified. Yeah. Uh, So we have to create this weird Russian conspiracy that's going to freak everyone out. And most people who play that game are going to be at their homes being like, it's happening. You know? So I don't know. It was uh, weird. That was a weird trailer, guys. If it you really see it, was. If you see it, it's weird. They'll, they, they, you know, they'll give you what's going on in English, and all of a sudden it becomes Russian text. You know? And oh yeah. Scary music comes yeah. on, and you see red, and it's just but like you know, give me the, give me the multiplayer. Right, right, right. Don't get on right. the multiplayer. Just make it. Just make a dedicated zombies game. You know? Have they not? Have they really? I mean, not it's, done it's that? always it's always been an addition to the gameplay. They'll okay, make it, right. and they have their own stories and stuff. But maybe right. just go ham. And make us yeah. You know, I wonder what I wonder why they're not doing. And that. I never played this either, but there was apparently from Trey Art. one of the Call of Duty games. You apparently got Michael Myers as a buff. What in like the game? I don't. And you guys remember what it is? I don't remember the exact game, but yeah, Halloween had a DLC pack for Call of Duty where you would become Michael as like one of your loadouts instead of like you know calling an airstrike or something. That's- Awesome. You become Michael Myers. Uh, and I remember that being a thing, too. So, I mean, at least I have a sense of humor about the gameplay. But that was that was announced this week. Look the trailer up if you want to have a little bit of a laugh and a head scratch. Uh, that'll be there for you. Um, aside from that, there wasn't much other news. We can get into, like, games we played. I'll do some, some special shout-outs. The, the Nintendies event happened earlier this week, and Clint and I watched that. And there was... Um, yeah, some good, some really some good cool stuff, stuff that got released. One of the games that I'm really happy to talk about and that kind of like emotionally moved me in such a smart time was uh, that Spirit Fair demo. Oh, yeah, that was cool. On a, on a, on a boat. Um, it's getting really good reviews if you guys want to look the trailer up. It also is on PS4 and I think Xbox, uh, but it's called Spirit Fair. It's kind of a cross between, you know, uh, a management where you're, you're taking care of people in this, this uh, ship they're all animals, but it's also about like really serious topics. And these people, you're you're bringing these people into the afterlife. You're trying to help them yes, transition so <laughs> into the afterlife. So you're dealing with these really beautifully drawn, hand drawn, cute characters that are animated, but some really somber stuff. So uh, that was really effective. And then I don't remember the other game that we talked about. Uh, it was the the corridor dungeon office hybrid shooting game. Oh yeah, what's the name um, of that? It looks so cool. You'll it's super see it, colorful. Yeah, it's super colorful. If you see it, it's on Nintendies. If you see that coming up, um, the, the one thing let me let me point this out about the Nintendies. Um, this is how you do an event. This is how you introduce games. I know you're gonna because more. Let me not say that. A lot of these games were available as soon as they introduced them to mm-hmm. you. They, right at the end, they go, okay, it's it's available in-store now or later this day. Yeah. Let's let's normalize this. Yeah, I would let's say, guys. Let's let this be how we introduce games. Uh-huh. There's no fucking reason that you need to be telling me about a game 12 months, 24 months ahead of time now. Right, right. All they're doing is painting themselves in a corner. Yeah. Right? If they have to change something now... We have no choice but to be all like fucking like weird about it, you know, because mm-hmm. you showed us something different when all this really doesn't matter, you know. Yep. <laughs> Just show us the shit, and when we see it, it should be available. Yep, yep. So we got that. We talked about Spirit Fair. Um, and again, like guys in that Nintendo's um, uh, little kind of like short that they put out on YouTube. Clinton's right. About 75, 80% of those games were available now or demo available now to play. So the one or two games that were like available 2021, you're just like, I don't even want to talk yeah, about this. Why are you here? Right yeah, why'd you show up? Like, you should just keep it. The, the message should have been like, you can play all these games right keep now. Keep working on your homework. Right, right. Hey, why'd you come here? Right. Um, we want to see what's done and available. Like, it's, right. too, yeah, it's too much leading lead along. Quit leading right. along. Yep, and then last two games we'll talk about before we get into the end of stuff. We uh, were earlier this week we were just coming by, and I realized there was this new game come out by Harmonix. It comes out at the end of 2020. Oh, let's talk about it. And it's called Fuser. And I actually forgot about this until I just remembered while we were talking about video games, I was able to pull it up. But if you guys are familiar with Harmonix, you know they did Rock Band um, prior to that, Guitar Hero, uh, and uh, now they're moving into this new thing called Fuser. it's basically if you were a live DJ working with CDJs, they give you a current lineup of mixes of music. So you get the entire track, but they isolate the stems for you. 
And so you have access to those at any point in time and you're doing a live mix in front of a crowd just like you would be playing rock band. Yep. And you're taking individual tracks and making music, essentially. So I'm going to break it down to your more lamest yes. terms for you so if you don't know music. So basically, so basically what this game is, is a DJ game and you can pick songs and then you can take them songs and you can take out the vocals you can take out the drums you can take out the guitar so you can build you can kind of build the own tracks and then take those instruments and put them on other songs popular songs so you know you could take a Lizzo song break down pieces of it and then blend you know blend it into a Red Hot Chili Peppers song you know what I'm saying but they break it down it looks like a video game Yep, it's yep. super cool. It's like you got this little avatar DJ, and you you know you playing festivals and shit, and you mm -hmm. got a crowds, and it, and it's cool too. And what I noticed is the spatial like the like spatial awareness of the people mm -hmm. in the crowds. It looked like a real festival. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't just like it wasn't just like a video game paste a bunch of characters right. into a space and shit. It was just like oh, this looks like a fucking festival. Yeah, it looks like, <laughs> and it's funny because as you're playing your mixes and stuff, if you're if you're delivering, obviously the crowd is reacting in real time. And so that's also happening, which is cool. So we were saying the benefits of this game could be, you know, far and wide. There are weird, just so you guys know, there are weird laws with DMC strikes happening and uh, getting penalized playing music that's copyrighted on Twitch. But a game like this, we were saying, and we really hope that they find a way to make this work because to me it would be the coolest thing, especially in the world we live in right now, where you could be playing Fuser on Twitch to a virtual host of people who want to watch you and you're just creating a dance like a dance like off with them you know it's awesome through the program it's so cool so it's got it's got endless amounts of potential um depends on how long they support the you know the videos that come out and not the videos but i'm sorry the uh the tracks that are yeah. licensed i think there's over like 120 tracks right now yeah they, go, they need to work on that i wish they would like do a deal with like spotify right since you, you can that, always link it, yeah. Since you can always already link Spotify to like, there's already a built-in app mm. on, on, on all the consoles, right? So you just have an open like, like playlist because basically what this can turn into this can this can basically be a game past the ox, yeah. You know, past the ox core. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I'm it on surface, and I'm gonna tell you on surface it looked real like suspect. I could tell how someone could look at it and be like, "What the fuck are y'all talking about? This mm -hmm. don't look fun at all." But, like, when we're moving into this age of, like, ain't no club no more. Like, yep. get you about, you know, three or four homies together and, mm -hmm. like, you know, have a kickback at the crib and right. play this game. And it's, like, literally having a like having a DJ. Or is the same thing as passing an ox court mm -hmm. around, you know, like, yep. that, that you already do at parties. But it's a game. It's, it's, it's ill. It's really dope. Yeah, I mean. I'm going to get a date. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go day one. Yeah, I agree with one. you. I think I will too. It'll be something that we both can do, and maybe we can, you know, if it works well, and we're here, we're like doing mixes together, and we're passing things mm -hmm. off, and we're playing together. What? Well, um, uh, what? When does it come out? Do you, it says do you late say? 2020. It doesn't say Q4 or oh, Q3. Okay. It just says late 2020. Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna get this, this day. I'm gonna get this day up. Yeah. So this is what that's one of my highly uh, most highly sought after video games I think to come out. And then we watched another trailer for this game called No Straight Roads, um, which had a pretty good pedigree behind it. And it was just this really colorful, cool-looking game, kind of in the style that, like, Jack looked like a cool little charming title. That's called No Straight Roads. We also mentioned Fuser. Um, those are the only other games I want to talk about. If you want to, we can start to get what we're playing. Yeah, yeah. let's talk about what we're, what we're playing right now. Um, I'm still playing the same things, just to lead that off real quick. The only thing... I added was Ace Ventura. Uh, not Ace Ventura, sorry. I wish I was like, what? Ace Ventura? <laughs> that was a slip. I don't know why I said that. Uh, Phoenix Wright. The Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. Oh, you've been playing? Oh, which one have you been Ace playing? Ace Attorney. Um, so the collection came out on uh, Steam and on PS4. And on Steam, it was on sale. It's on for, PS4? Yeah. And on Steam, it was on sale for $13. So I have all three games what? for $13 on my, P on my PC off of Steam. Yeah, I got so, one for the, uh, for the DS. Yeah, um, and I it's love like the, they upgraded it. them, so it's like HD upgrades of all those games. Oh, dude, that's yeah. crazy! So you can find that right now, guys. That's been fun. I never got to play the game, so I never had a DS prior, and you know I try to support Capcom where I can. So. Yeah, Phoenix Phoenix Wright is so much fun. Yeah, it's definitely an acquired taste. Yeah, if you love Adult Swim, play right. Phoenix Wright. It's got a good sense of humor to it. It definitely feels really, really fun. Um, so I've been playing that on top of like I said, Overwatch, and we've been playing Dragon Ball. Um, mm -hmm. 
I'm still playing Fall Guys, even though we had some server issues. I haven't been able to play as much as I would like to. Um, and that's kind of it. I haven't really dabbled anything. I haven't picked up my Switch this week. So I haven't returned to anything on Switch, unfortunately. So um, I'm going to start off with a big gun. Mm-hmm. Um, before I came here, mm. uh, I went ahead and I dug <laughs> into the new Battletoads. Yeah. He saved this for me, too, so I don't even know how he feels about it. <laughs> It was so much fun. Really? Okay. <laughs> okay. It All was right. legitimately a lot of fun. Okay. It was... I liked it so much better than Streets of Rage 4. Okay. Cool. All right, cool. I feel a little bit less... I feel a little bit less... I was, like, worried because I was like, everyone's, that, um, everyone's beating this game up, and I was like, oh, man. And I, too... Um, and, I'll, and I'll go into specifics, but, you know, um, the trailers look terrible. Yeah. Uh, the the presentation, how they presented this game, it was absolutely terrible. Uh, it looks so cheesy. Yeah, it did. Um, I I will still say I don't fully care for the art style, mm. um, especially offer it. But I will say that why we felt we felt about this game was literally because they presented it so poorly. Okay. They did not highlight any of the cool aspects that are in this mm. game. Um, and I will say, I didn't make it to... The only thing I've, I've played, uh, I've only played um, the beat-em-up portion. I didn't do any of the... Extra stuff. Yeah. yeah um, they, they changed it up. There's also like a, a gun shooting area, and the speed bikes now are like a, a straightforward approach rather than the side view. But um, what's rad about it... Uh, first, it starts off kind of off-putting because the, uh, the all the dialogue yeah. is just kind of... Um, you're not getting full cutscenes, and the dialogue is cheesy. Mm. The dialogue in the, in the in the first opening of the game, before you get to an actual cutscene, yeah. before you get to the actual actual cutscene, everything before that is super cheesy and really cringy. Okay, but what's so ill is the combat system. It's like it's it's not too complex and it's not like it's dumb simple. My mm. problem with Streets of Rage Four is like it's just so insanely simple. Okay, uh, with this. You can tag the other members in okay. with like the D pad and mid combos, so you can do straight strings of combos mm. while tagging in all the battles. So you're not just picking one battle toad okay. and sticking with them. You're like using them to flip in the combos, that's and cool. then the animations go into the linking of the mm-hmm. combos. So it's like, all right, I kind of get some leeway to the art style now because I see, I kind of see why y'all made it like yeah. this. Okay, um, that's smart. Yeah, so you can get like 100, 128 hit combos, okay. out, you know. Um, my only issues with how how you switch, this is one oversight. It was like, y'all, why'd y'all do this? You switch, you do the uh, switch of characters with your D pad. Oh, okay. But when I play it, when I play a beat 'em up, I want to use the D pad. Yeah, you know, so it forces you to you use, use the analog stick, right. for the stick, which is kind of weird. Yeah, and it's not a game where like analog really helps the spatial awareness of the way it's designed. Yeah, it's um, that's that's kind of an issue, but it lets you um uh, be creative. Yeah. It, it really does let you like free form like it's a free form like beat em up that's and cool shit. and um the first cutscene the lore of it is mm. actually kind of funny right. um they, uh, is it self aware obviously at this point because we uh, grew up with it or are they just like, yeah it is it's yeah. definitely self aware right. um and I'll say it's not the best is in uh, my review of it is this for the twenty minutes I played because I had so like low expectations mm-hmm. of it um. The I will say this: the one they have a mini game that's mm-hmm. during one of the cutscenes because all the battle toads um they, they land on this planet and they all end up getting jobs yeah so your mini games is like the like the like one is like uh, doing data entry at an uh. office so you kind of do have to do these button combinations uh like a type save print like you have to do these mm. button combinations over and over again so you have to do them faster and faster to complete the jobs while you're getting the story yeah so that i'm like oh they're doing some creative shit here mm. you know like okay i wonder why people tore into it so much i mean i'm gonna play it obviously with you we're we're obviously we're into beat-em-ups as well as fighting games and stuff and that's been something that's nostalgic to us so we were both excited for this and then it started getting you know a week before it even came out just getting hammered if you look yeah, at it, it looks bad. It yeah. just, I mean, just like without putting hand, and it's just, this is such a testament to me of only listen to what people are saying about a game so much. 
You're right. right. You're you have to right. put it in your hands. And that's why I had an idea. I was like, man, we should do a podcast where we like actually play play games that we mm-hmm. think are going to be bad. And talk about them in real. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I just want to focus on the part where the games that we think are going to be bad. Right. Because once you get I something in your hands. I still don't know if I'm going to play Avengers for a while. I don't think I can pick that up for a while. Yeah, well, that's, too, that's just big. Yeah, you know, that's just like too big. It doesn't but, matter. But yeah, something like Battletoads for sure. But like, it's just like such a different experience when you get something. In your hands, it's so cool. I was so I was so happy that I actually enjoyed it because I wasn't playing. I was playing it thinking I was gonna hate it. Yeah, but I wasn't playing it wanting to hate it. No, I wouldn't want to do it either because there is nostalgia tied to it. So you're gunning for that game to do well. But you know, I wouldn't even say this. I never gave a fuck about Battletoads. Yeah. I didn't even care about the other one. Okay. So I don't have this like this like uh, to me. I was like, why are they doing Battletoads? Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> uh, but you know, I did follow Battletoads because it was mm-hmm. like. You know, it was it was essentially it was kind of big. It was in magazines. It all was the time a cool thing shit. to talk about. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I don't hold, I don't hold Battletoads that no like, like pedestal or anything. Yeah. And that's just me going into this. I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. Do I? I don't love the art style, uh, but like, I'm interested though in playing it with someone. Yeah, because that I wonder if that ruins the tag thing. Yeah, because that's what's really interesting to it, the tag aspect. Um, and if that happens, then obviously that's one of those things. Where why'd you make this game at this point? If it's three people playing, yeah, if yeah. three people, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So if we, have, if we have to both play, but we're sharing one person, but I still, so I definitely still want to sit down yeah, and play yeah, yeah, it with for you for sure. For sure, <laughs> I'll, I'll do it. I don't. Mind. I'm probably not going to go any further than what yeah. I did, but I was really so surprised. <laughs> so shit. Okay, this yeah, that's is kind of cool. <laughs> I, that's cool. I appreciate that. I was. Really waiting. I'm like, what is he gonna say? And to me, it's like, oh, everyone giving Streets of Rage four all this praise. That game don't it, really do anything. It got a lot of praise, honestly. It's like combat wise, it's so. It's bland. in like the high eighties metadata wise. Not yeah. that metadata always matters, guys. I want you to play what you want to play and like what you want to like. But like, it is funny now. We live in an age where there is so many video games out there. It's almost overwhelming to figure out what's worth your time. And it's money, it's you know? it's so clear what happened. Uh, let me say it's so clear. But I'm starting to realize it's like, oh. Streets of Rage Four, what they did, they did a, they just did a fan service, um, and that's one everyone really really loved. They tweaked some things in combat here and there, but like they just really pushed the fan service, mm-hmm. and it worked out for them. But what Battletoads really did was, I feel like they really did what they think Streets of Rage Four was doing, like reinvented the wheel on a lot of the things. Yeah, I would say reinvent the wheel, but they made a beat 'em up fucking interesting. You know, like yeah. in the twenty minutes I played it, I was like, wow, like. I really was doing combat, like, uh, f- with the flow that I wanted to. Like, I was, like, learning my own way to do it. Yeah. And, and I value that as a person who's, who's 35 and is playing video games their whole life. If you can, like, make me feel like I'm doing something a different way now in a genre that's been around fucking forever, that's what I give the most points to, yeah. you know? Uh, I can get past the art style after that because it's like, oh, I feel like I'm, like, playing my You're own right. way, you know? Yeah. But but they didn't pitch that. None of the things that was cool about no. this game. They pitched. They the, didn't pitch any of it. They pitched the game like they thought you would be hundred percent on board with they everything they told you. Yeah, but it was like nostalgia in a weird way that wasn't nostalgic. Yeah, you know. Yeah, because those characters didn't act that way. It was just like, oh, we have that game back from that game you used to enjoy because it's like that game was an eight bit game. Yes, with like toilet humor. Yes, back in the early nineties. Yes. A lot of shit you're not going to get away with right now, and it was also a time. And I didn't get, for Ninja the record, Turtles, I didn't get any of that. I didn't well, get any toilet humor well, in the little bit right, of time right. that I played. So it was like, okay, maybe they changed that. And like, think about how big Ninja Turtles were when we were kids. Mm-hmm. That was literally a response to Ninja Turtles. Battle, oh, Battletoads. Word. Battletoads. So, so it was like a meta thing when you were a kid. It was a meta thing to play Battletoads and be like, oh, these guys are like super cool and like they're even more. I never got that childish wow. and like crappy, and their humor is even more crass. It was like. A, a riff on turtles. If That's you think about so it. funny. So a lot of it was like waxing that, you know. Damn. You know, and like realizing they were milking that for its money. Okay. You know? But this, this, this. I feel like, and like I said, I, I did a twenty minute run mm-hmm. of it. Uh, it seemed to shed that okay. quite a bit, and it really, did, it really, it was really giving it its That's own cool. lore. And I was like, oh, okay, this is actually kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, and they did some random. If you guys are Nintendo fans at all, and you're wanting to go back in like weird Nintendo history, they also did a, a game with Double Dragon. That's right. There was a Battletoads right. Double Dragon like like collab back when those things were kind of unheard of. That's right. So those games uh, crossed over. So you, you you know if you got a Nintendo and you're looking for a different beat 'em up, that to me is the the coolest version of that game, just because it just took everything they did and kind of just made it. 
I don't, yeah, I gotta play it. I've only ever saw it just seeing it in like Game yeah. Pro, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'll be super interested in playing. That's that. like the last thing I think they're in prior to them coming on board for uh, for Killer Instinct on Xbox. That was like their first return. Battle oh, Toads, okay. You know, so yeah, because rares, uh, Killer Instincts are rare property as well. So they are able to. Yeah, there's a cool. Yeah, man, yeah. I was. And I've I now I want to watch reviews of it now. Right, right. Oh, yeah, I mean, we'll do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do that a little later. Yeah, I, I want to watch smashed. reviews of it now. Right. Um. <laughs> uh. What else? Uh. Resident Evil. Yeah, he borrowed Resident Evil Seven from me last week, and I was like, "Have fun. Prepare to be freaked out in the first hour of that game." Fucking terrifying. Right. Right. Uh. I am. <laughs> forty minutes. I'm only forty minutes in. You feel? I've been playing. Minutes. I've been playing it like fifteen minutes. Yeah, at forty minutes in that game is like it's like an eternity, man. <laughs> Especially if you're by yourself and you're going through that game, that like your whole entire emotional well being. It's so good. It's like it's really good. Thrown off. I'm really happy. I uh, started that now. Right, <laughs> right guys. I, I I let them borrow it. I played through most of it. I haven't done the DLC, but I also have a VR headset. So I did after I beat it. I did not play in VR first, but after I beat it. I went back and I was like, I'll try it in VR. Uh-huh. Man, it's... Yeah, I did it's, the demo in it's, VR. It's worse, guys, than you could ever imagine. Even though you've played the game, I can't imagine or recommend anyone playing this first in VR it's if you still like haven't played much. it yet. It's just so scary. It's too much. They put you through so much. And I only did the demo in yeah. VR. I did yeah. the the, ki- I did yeah. the kitchen scene. That that <laughs> sequence, when you're going underneath ground and you're going underwater... <laughs> the <body>. In VR. <laughs> Dude, in VR... If you play that version in VR, guys, you literally feel like water is going above your mouth. Yo. Because spatially, you're in this really under weird under crawl space and covered in water. Hell yeah. And all of a sudden, a dead body comes up like right next to your face. Oh, my God. In VR, it's the worst, guys. It's terrifying. When, that, when his wife runs at you in VR. Because <laughs> you also, I mean, if you really want to ruin yourself, you put headphones on, put that VR, and it's like you and see, there. I play with headphones on it's and without the so VR. Bad. And it's... It's so bad. Oh my god! The 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 sound design in this Oof. game is is paramount, especially if you're. It's like wear headphones only, so a you can play better, but b also be freaked out because you will hear them spatially in rooms with you. Yo, because a lot about this game terrifying. is about survival, and like there are times where these characters are chasing you through the house. <laughs> yeah, it's so fucking. Scary. It's so scary, guys. <laughs> if you haven't played it, please give it a try. Uh, Okay, let me see. What else? Uh, what else have I been playing? Uh, I think those are the two new, two new yeah. additions to since the last time we yeah. did this. Yeah, <laughs> we're still playing. We're still playing Dragon Ball Fighters. We do that on, mm-hmm. our, on our Twitch streams every Friday. We start with that. Um, they did announce uh, Master Roshi, and then they said the final two characters will be announced in October, if I'm not mistaken, for season three of Dragon Ball. So that's exciting. So we play that a lot, and then we uh, we gave Fighting Ex Layer another run through uh we're gonna play that on the stream next week too if you guys haven't played fighting x layer we'll get we'll get a deeper dive into it maybe next week so we have something for you guys to, yeah, to come back to let's so do that our thoughts it's fucking on it. good man but uh it's very good we'll, we'll dive deep into it give you guys a history of where the game started um what its original capcom uh identity was and why i think it's one of the better uh games that is catered to its audience in a way that is like a love letter as well as a way to get them back into the game playing it differently this game's been out for almost four years so we'll talk about the uh the journey it's taken but that's all i got for today yeah man that's all i got let's uh go ahead and wrap it up yeah yeah yeah, yeah. once again guys every friday seven central we have our casual couch hangs twitch live stream uh again if you want to go on it is S underscore I underscore G underscore N. Shut in Gamer Network. Shut in Gamer Network. It makes sense when you say it like that. It's easy for you guys to get a hold of. And uh, yeah, guys, please keep coming back to us. Uh, reach out to us there if you want to build. Uh, my name is Mike. I always appreciate being here doing this with you guys every week. And uh, yeah. I'm Clinton. Thank you. Yeah, thank you guys. We appreciate you. Enjoy Thanks for yourselves. listening. Keep it casual. Peace. <laughs>